I say, get off the apps, we're taking a pause, we're gonna do the you work first. Because you've got to understand yourself first and you've also got to know where the love comes from for you. I wanted to talk today about the idea around what often gets said in dating, which is you've got to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. Anybody that tells you that you have to love yourself first before you can love anybody else is wrong. I'm going to make that very clear statement from the beginning because there's a good reason why actually we can't love ourselves if we don't have love from another source. The mistake that they're making with that statement is the fact that they're only thinking about romantic partnerships and even then I don't think that's strictly true. What's happening is, is they're saying that you've got to love yourself first before you can get yourself into a relationship and I can agree with that element to things. However, love goes much deeper than just the romantic partnerships in our lives and to think that you have to battle this on your own and to have all of this love for yourself that you just magic out of nowhere is false because love is the way that we connect with other people. It's the way that we see each other in a particular light and where we feel fondness towards other people for exactly who they are at that moment in time. Not if they were different, not if they were older, not if they were younger, not if they looked differently, just for who they are, complete and utter acceptance. And each of us as humans needs affection, we need attention, we need care and consideration. And and that's what love is. Love isn't just this idea of romance, but it's having people that look out for you, having a sense of belonging, and knowing that you are loved by others allows you to be able to give love back. And this goes back in the science. We've got the idea of mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are triggered when we see someone having an experience, and in this case, it would be an emotion, and we feel that too. And that is what can bring love together. And so when you are given love, you're shown love and it's expressed to you, some of those mirror neurons are triggered and you can give that love back. And so, yes, to love yourself first before you love anybody else can come with that too, but you also need to receive love to know how to give love and that includes to yourself as well. Now, this stems back all the way back and as you've heard on many times on this podcast, to attachment theory. Because if you had to love yourself first before you could love anybody else, then attachment theory wouldn't matter at all because you would be able to go out there no matter how your parents treated you and you'd be able to just love yourself before you can love anybody else. But the reason that you love your parents if you have that deep connection with them is because they showed you love from the minute you were born. And when you didn't receive that love, you weren't able to feel that love or give that love either. And it comes back to this idea that to love yourself first, you need someone to show you love first. And you can just imagine it and you know it. All those people that didn't get shown love are finding it difficult to manage their interpersonal relationships, whether that's romantic or otherwise, because they don't know how to show love, because they can't feel it. They don't know what it looks like. They don't know what it is necessarily. They've got an idea And that might be skewed from from what they've seen of love in all the modern media. And your family are the first opportunity for you to experience unconditional love. Many people are lucky enough to experience that 
stable kind of love that is there no matter what you do. And you can do some of the most terrible things sometimes, but your parents, your close family in your household, and even your wider family have shown you that love over time. They have shown you that it's okay to be yourself. That doesn't mean you don't argue. It doesn't mean you don't quibble from time to time, but you had a sense of belonging. And I think those that didn't have that level of unconditional love, of which there are many people out there because parents and families were only doing the best they thought they could and sometimes being too harsh on someone doesn't necessarily show the love that a person needs and sometimes they don't know what love looks like either so they replicate their own version of love which might not be all that healthy generationally the idea of love keeps changing and developing we've got conscious parenting coming in now but these people are in terms of family the first people that are there for you for emotional support when you're growing up when something doesn't go right at school when you have a falling out with a friend, especially when you get to the teenage years and it becomes a little bit more like that because it now matters about which group you're in and the status. Even if you don't see it that way, that's what matters to teenagers. There's not a lot else that goes on in their lives. And you need that support and acceptance, especially in teenagers when you're finding yourself. And when you don't have that, it's very easy to beat yourself up because you don't get that encouragement. You don't get that space. You don't get some of the validation and, you know, people demonize external validation. There are things in life that we should not need external validation from, but we need somebody to tell us that we've done well, to encourage us to keep going, to acknowledge some of the smallest things that we did. Imagine being a kid and never having your parent externally validate you for doing well on a test, creating a nice piece of work. And yes, in conscious parenting nowadays, it's about the effort not just doing the best, but then we have the flip side of that, i.e. everybody getting a participation medal, devaluing that. So it is about having validation at the right time, in the right format, and for valid reasons. In teaching, there is this statistic that gets thrown around, which is that you have to praise a child five times more than you reprimand, because the one reprimand is the same value as five positives. But those positives, those appraisals have to be genuine because if they aren't, it doesn't have the same effect. And this must go for external validation as well. You want to be genuinely appreciated, genuinely loved for who you are, not just loved because, not just sent a birthday card because it's your birthday, but because someone cared about you deeply enough to think about getting you a card that was relevant to you or funny, to put sentimental words in there, and maybe even to get you a present that really means something to you. It's that acceptance and sense of belonging that gives us our psychological well-being. This comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the bottom physiological, next up is safety, and then comes love and belonging. After that is self-esteem. In the middle, hierarchical-wise, you've got to be loved and have a sense of belonging before you can build your self-esteem. So, Yes, you need to love yourself before you can go into a relationship, but you need to receive love from other people before you can love yourself. And if you can't get that from the family that you were born into and you haven't yet got that or no longer have that from the friends that are in your life, then you've got to find your sense of belonging. And to be able to do some of that, you need to be authentically you. This is one of the first things that we do on the Back to Dating program because I will not take anyone through a dating experience if they don't know who they are themselves. And that is of a priority. I say, get off the apps, we're taking a pause, we're going to do the you work first. 
because you've got to understand yourself first and you've also got to know where the love comes from for you. You've got to be able to identify where you've got love and support. And that's what's in Single Love Confidence, where we look at community and make sure we've got all the support networks. Are you loved? Do you experience love in your life that isn't romantic, but that shows you what love is, appreciates you for who you are, and that is the truest version of you, not the you that was created when you were growing up through some of the expectations that were placed on you, but a very, very deep, true version of yourself that you decided about, one that you made decisions about who you were going to be on, not what people around you told you you were going to do, going to be, going to take part in, something that you actively made decisions to be. And it's these experiences of love with other people and the feeling that we get is that we learn how to then be loving to others. We learn by seeing, we learn by doing. It's why we copy what's on television. But when it's live and it's happening to you and you're thinking, well, how do I show love to these people in my life? How do I show that appreciation? It's reciprocity. It's giving to others and then getting it back. And it's not equal. It's not just because one person says one thing means that they do another thing or so on. It's not tit for tat. It's not, well, I did this, so you've got to do that. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes someone needs a lot of love sent their way. I had a lot of love sent my way during my divorce. I was not in a space to give a much love back, not as much, because I was trying to work out how I could love myself too. But I learned from the way that they messaged me. I appreciated them back, always said thank you. And then when I've seen other people in the future going through difficult times, I've sent them love because I've learned what love was when people showed it to me during my most challenging times. And overall, if we pay attention to this, we become better at love. We become better at showing it. But it does take your own personal journey of knowing exactly who you are to work out how you're going to be accepted in life and that you get accepted for the right version of you. So it can't all be one way. It has to be a blend of love from others whilst going on your self-love journey and eventually turning that into love for somebody else in a romantic form. Now, there'll be someone listening that absolutely got love from somebody romantically and that allowed them to find themselves. And maybe they were lucky enough to maintain who they were through that. That can happen. It's just not common. It's not what everybody goes through. Quite a lot of us have challenging backgrounds, backgrounds where we don't feel as though we have the strongest connection with our family members. And there are people that make us doubt ourselves. And so you have to find the people that are going to accept you as you are because you are a wonderful person. You're not for everybody. I am not for everybody. The celebrities you imagine aren't for everybody because the persona of celebrity is very different to who a celebrity is in person, right? You don't know who they really are. You can admire them. But that celebrity even so is not for everybody. There'll be certain people that don't like a celebrity for some of the pettiest reasons and other people for more justified reasons. But you're never for everybody. And it's about finding people that appreciate the you that you really are, finding your people, getting that sense of belonging and having that around you so that the love they show you, not only can you show it back to them, but you can show it back to yourself.
The Back to Dating program is available for you to join that three-month program to get you back to dating with confidence and getting you off of that emotional roller coaster. I will put details in the podcast description or you can go straight to booking a call in the details there where we can talk through if it's an appropriate program for you and get you started with getting back to dating with absolute confidence. I'll see you next time.